Welcome to Tech in the Right Direction, the podcast. This week, I'll be speaking with W. Curtis Preston, also known as Mr. Backup. Curtis has specialized in designing data protection systems since 1993 and has designed such systems for some of the largest organizations in the world. His lively pros and rye real world approach has made him a popular author and speaker. He has written four O'Reilly books, the latest of which is Modern Data Protection, published in 2021. He is also the host of BackupCentral.com and its Restore It All podcast. He is now Chief Technical Evangelist for Druva, the only at-scale SaaS provider of data protection. Welcome to the show, Curtis. I'm so excited to have you on. Happy to be here. Great. And this is our Mentors That Make a Difference segment. So thank you so much for being an ally for women in technology. Can you tell us more about you? So I've been, uh, I'm a specialist in backup and recovery, and I've been in the industry for uh, 30 years. Uh, it, it's it's an odd specialty, but that's, <laughs> that's mine. And I'm currently the chief technical evangelist for Druva, which is a SaaS-based uh, backup and recovery provider. That's great. Well, backup and recovery is so important, right? I mean, our data is everything to us. So uh, would love to chat more about that. So what are some of the critical problems your company solves for your customers? Well, the the main, you know, basically, th this is all about making sure that the data that's important for your organization continues to stay that, right? Continues mm -hmm. to be there when you need it to be there. So our main role is to protect that data from a um, data protection standpoint, meaning making sure that we get that data consistently and repeatedly stored in a secure location uh, and then allow you to easily restore that data uh, either from you know, individual files or emails or things like that, but also in a complete disaster recovery situation. I'm sure that you have heard of um, you know all of the ransomware attacks that mm -hmm. uh, that have been happening. We we have we help several uh, customers a month through some kind of ransomware attack. So that's basically wow. our role. Wow. So I remember in the old days, restoring a file was such a traumatic experience because it you never knew that you didn't have it until you went to restore it and it didn't come up. I'm sure they've made a lot of progress in that area now. So is there special processes in restoring your data or is it pretty much like your, your storage drive that you can just pull up the data later if you need it? Well, so we're a SaaS based, so, you know, software as a service, mm -hmm. we're a SaaS based company, uh, which means that all of our customers' data is stored in the cloud in, in our uh, account in the cloud. We happen to run in AWS. So when they need to do a restore, uh, the, the only choice that a, so we're B2B, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Meaning that we're not doing uh, consumer data. So the, the only choice that a customer needs to decide is whether or not they want to enable what we call end user restores. So basically the, so if you worked for a company and you, they were using our service, they could make the decision that either they want to do the restores on your behalf, uh, in which case you would have some sort of internal process to get a hold mm -hmm. of some sort of help desk or something. But we also enable, uh, in you know full end user support so that you can just 
go to your drive, you know, push the appropriate buttons and basically the file or the email or whatever it is comes back magically, if you will, from the cloud. Mm -hmm. That's great. That's a great service uh, for your customers. I, I know I know that's not easy. And when you need your data, you want it right at your fingertips. So that that's great that you offer that. So, you know, this podcast is focused on bridging the employment pay and culture gap for women in technology. What are mm -hmm. you seeing in the industry today? Well, I, I see, so I'm in a part of, you know, being in the IT industry, there's a number of subsets of, um, of the IT industry, one of which is the storage industry. And I would say in the storage industry, we are the most challenged from mm -hmm. a diversity and inclusion perspective um, ma mainly from a gender perspective, not so much from an ethnicity perspective. Um, and it, it's been that way since I joined the industry and we're starting to see, uh, more, um, females in this part of the industry. But I'd, I'd say, for example, the opposite of that would be, for example, the information security part of the world where when I go to an information security um, conference, it's, you know, it, it, it could even be a majority of women in that field. Whereas yeah. in my side, um, unfortunately, it's, uh, it's a significant challenge. Um, for, for, and there are lots of reasons, both culturally and historically, mm -hmm. I think, for that. But that's, you know, you asked for what I'm seeing. That's what I'm seeing, unfortunately. Wow. Yeah. I, I think that's 100% accurate because, you know, I don't see a lot of women in the data storage area. But then as you see the other parts of IT, that's growing. But um, there needs to be some focused effort in the data storage industry, I think, to maybe even do some training around that for women and then, you know, recruiting based on that training that that is out there. So that's, that's interesting. Yeah. So yeah, unfortunately, what, what uh, sorry to uh, no, what, what I've seen, having spoken with uh, several friends that are that are females in the industry, um, I, I've often heard the, the the stories that you wouldn't think you would hear is even sometimes when the training is available, sometimes they are discouraged from that training, uh, not by companies, but uh, sometimes in the, you know, in the, the college world, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Do you know why? <laughs> I wish I did. <laughs> I really wish I did. I, you know, I, I have two, I, I'm a, I'm a, you know, I'm a girl dad. I have two grown daughters that I, mm -hmm. I want them to do absolutely anything they want to in life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I want that for, for every woman. And um, I, I don't, I, I think it's, for the ones that I've heard, you know, I can only speak from that. From the ones that I've heard, th these these professors sometimes think that they're, they think they're doing it from a place of help. They think mm -hmm. they're saying, you know, this is going to be really hard. Did you know that, you know, like, mm -hmm. did you know that the story is, the storage industry has very few females. Well, right. Well, we can't, we can't fix that if we don't offer the education. 
Um, well, we discouraged them right there, right? <laughs> right, right. Yeah. yeah. And so they're thinking, maybe you should try information security or something. <laughs> um, I, I think maybe some of them are doing it. They, they think they're trying to help, but I, I, I don't think they're helping. Yeah. You know, I think also we have to get them earlier on once they're in roles and outside of the age that we can really make an impact. It's very yeah. difficult for, for us to get them to think that way. So we, we realized that the most in, impactful time is girls at the ages of eight to 13. And if we can get them then, then their whole mindset is very different as they grow up, you know, and go into careers. So could be some of that as well. I am also a girl grandfather. So yeah, so yeah. Of a nine nine year old grandfather. So I'll I'll focus I'll focus on her. Yeah, that's great. No, that's great. I also have two daughters and um, try to encourage them very early on, and they're really good with technology. But neither one of them are really you know into technology the way I am. Yeah. Um, but you know. We, I just push as much as I can and, and be an example for them. And then my granddaughters, same way, you know, I, I feel the same way is just, you know, the more encouragement, the more awareness we give them, the better it's going to be. Right. Yeah. So what are some of the qualities in an ally that we should look for as we build allyship? Because allyship is so important for us to get to equity um, because, we need your support. We need your voice to, you know, echo what we're saying, to give us a voice sometimes. How can an ally support us? What are some of the qualities you think we they should possess? Well, I'd say it, it's a lot. Um, I'd say first off, it, it's just a, a fact of acknowledging the challenge, right? Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. That and, and acknowledging that that's a problem, right? Mm -hmm. um, the, the idea that, you know, some men may think, well, oh, so there's not a lot of women here. What's the problem, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's, it's like the concept of gender uh, and, and ethnic inclusion mm -hmm. is, is the more you have of that, it's been so proven that it's better for everyone, right? Yes. Yes. Um, and so th I think the first thing is if you're, if you're dealing with, uh, someone who, who, um, I, I'm going to, I guess if they didn't acknowledge that they wouldn't be trying to be an ally. So I, mm -hmm. I, I hope that they've done that, but if there's somebody mm -hmm. who isn't an ally, uh, they, they have to do that first. Um, and then the next biggest thing I would say is, um, it's almost equal with the first one is, is just listen. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I, my job is talking, right? I mean, <laughs> this is part of my job. What I'm doing here with you is my job mm -hmm. is talking. I, I do podcasts and I do, um, and, and I, and I write, and even when I write, I write via talking. Mm -hmm. My number one job in this is to stop talking, mm -hmm. right. And to listen and to, to just try to hear what the women in the workplace are experiencing mm -hmm. right and to not dismiss the things that you hear right um i um uh in times in the past when i would hear things i would i would try to it's kind of like the the thing with, with, which that we talked about with the um 
the the college professor. I might mm -hmm. try to explain it away. Oh, well, he was just trying to help. Mm -hmm. um, don't do that. Right? right. Right. Listen and listen for what's happening, regardless of the purpose uh, or the intent of the person. Listen to what's happening to the person who's experiencing these things. And um, the other uh, thing, you know, besides just sort of learning as much as you can about this, I, I try when we're in, I, I think one of the biggest challenges for women in the workplace, once they've actually gotten the job, is the the talking over and the not listening in some sort of meeting situation. Mm -hmm. So I, tr I try to look for that and I try to correct that where I can, um, you know, to, to, to help, to help advocate for someone. It's like, Hey, you know, Janet is making a really good point. Mm -hmm. you know, let's listen to her. Um, mm -hmm. you know, cause sometimes they don't feel empowered to say, Hey, I was, <laughs> I was talking over here. Right. right. Uh, to help them, to help empower them that way. Um, and to, and to put the the people that are cutting them off in their place, basically, but it, do, doing it in a way that's helpful, right? Right, uh, right. Slamming that person isn't helpful, but no. but doing it in a nice way of saying, "Hey, I, I I think Janet was making a really good point. Let's let's hear her out." That is so great. I mean, um, you just hit the nail on the head with all of those. So first, acknowledge the challenge, know that there's a problem, accept that there's a problem, and don't have uh, your own kind of unconscious biases, which a lot of people have, we all do, and we need to acknowledge those uh, challenges as problems and then listen when um, when a woman is talking or providing, you know, some thought process. And you're you're absolutely right to give them a voice, to advocate for them as much as you can. That is really what we need. So these are really, really great qualities that you uh, expressed. And we really appreciate you for doing that for women in technology so that we can have a voice, so that we can have um, the acknowledgement of the challenge, which is really, really important. So that's, yeah, that's it, great. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, it's just, uh, I, you know, it's it's a journey. No one's perfect, um, and you know, you just have to, you know, it's the whole like, you know, try try to do better the next time, right? When you right. <laughs> you're gonna mess you up. Right. Yeah, you learn. Yeah. You learn as you go along. And if you have that open mind, you can learn. But if you don't have that open mind, you don't think that's a challenge. Like you said, some people will say, oh, what's the problem if there's no women in here? You know, they just haven't been uh, good at this type of a job or whatever, you know, whatever their mindset is. So so that's that's great. Um, so you also host a podcast. Share with our listeners the name and where they can find you. So my main, I, I have two podcasts. My main okay. podcast is the Restore It All um, mm -hmm. podcast, which uh, basically dedicated to helping everyone be able to restore all their data. Nice. And that is my independent podcast. That is, uh, you know, we do it once a week. We've been doing it for three years now. Mm -hmm. And we have all different topics. Right now we're focusing on, we're, we're doing what's called a backup to basic series and it's we're we're working through my latest book, which is called Modern Data Protection. And we're just sort of going through and discussing 
basic things that you should know about um, backup and recovery and data protection. Um, and then my 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 day job, uh, the Druva's um, um, is called No Hardware Required, and that's that. Tell if you want to learn more about Druva, yeah, that's where you can go to do that. That's great. That's great. Um, I know our listeners will be very interested in listening to your podcast because data backup and restore is so important. So that's great. Um, so what is one thing you've been in your career a long time? You're the expert in backup and recovery. What's the one thing you wish you had known when you began your career that you know now? <laughs> um, gosh, you know, it, it's been it's it's been a I, I, I think I would say that the, the the value don't underestimate the value of being a specialist in an underappreciated field. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I came to this, you know, as a specialist and, you know, completely by accident. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I got this job. Be, because, you know, I, I started a, at a credit card company back in 93 and the, the way I got the job, by the way, through my wife, uh, oh, so I owe my entire career, uh, to my wife and she, she was, she was a phenomenal, um, uh, administrative assistant for a senior executive VP at the bank. And basically I used that connection to get this job. Mm-hmm. And the, it, 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 backups are the plumbing, if you will, of the, of the IT industry. They are a very they're the, they're the job nobody wants, right? And I mean, think about plumbers. It, it's a it's a tough job, but they get paid really well. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So the thing about backups is that it's an underappreciated part of the IT industry. And if I'd have known, if I'd have known sooner that I, you know, that I could actually make more money and, and be happier Mm -hmm. by embracing it. It took me, I'd say it took me several years. Uh, you know, it's funny in retrospect, given that I've been doing it for 30 years in retrospect, it's, it's not that much time to, to, to do it, but I think, um, there was that early phase where I could have, there were multiple times where I almost got out of backups, right? Because it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of the, the dream of everyone in, you know, to become a, like a real sysadmin, right? To, mm-hmm. to get away from the plumbing and get more into the architecture. Right. 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 And, um, but I, but I didn't, but not, not by any fault of my own. It was just complete happenstance. Even once I got out of the company that I did uh, and went into consulting, I got put into the headquarters of an oil and gas company where it turns out their backups were broken, right? <laughs> that it's it, meant it, to it, be. <laughs> it's complete. So, so embrace, if you can find a specialty, especially if it's an underappreciated specialty, if you can find a specialty where you enjoy doing it, where you're passing on, um, you know, value to people, embrace that specialty and stick with it. Um, while also, I'll just say this as well, be prepared to dump that specialty if you find out that the the, the world has moved on. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that is one challenge. Yep. Yep. I love that. I think, you know, that's a great, um, that is awesome to say, you know, if I knew that the specialist had so much value and if I didn't underestimate it, then I could have made more money. I could have been happier. I could have, you know, really been that specialist, but it was a short period of time in your whole career. But at that time, it probably felt like a long time. Absolutely. Yeah, that's very interesting. Okay. Well, Curtis, I love to travel. And so this is kind of a selfish question so that I can add to my bucket list. <laughs> what is your most favorite place that you've traveled to and why? Oh, I have got the place for you. Okay. <laughs> have you ever heard of Carlo Vivari? I have not. In the Czech Republic. Okay. So um, I am taking notes. <laughs> Carlo Vivari um, is it, it? It translates the name translates to Carl's Bath. Okay. Um, it came from the first king of Bavaria, which is what that was at the time. Uh, it has twelve spring, twelve hot springs, uh, oh. natural hot springs, uh-huh. and um, and and they're they're. The town is a bunch of Bavarian buildings nestled in the Alps wow. um, that are built around this, this, I'm going to call it a river. It doesn't really <laughs> qualify to be called that, but it's, it's, it's almost like a glorified brook, but mm-hmm. um, the, so there's all these B- Bavarian buildings uh, around it. And then what you do is you, they tapped, they have all these hot springs and stuff, but they tapped this um each spring and there's there's a public fountain that you can drink from and the thing to, mm-hmm. to do there is you go around with a ceramic mug and you drink from all of the hot springs and then there's the 13th spring they call it which is a um a liqueur that they make there called becharovka oh. okay um i found this place like a lot of odd places that i've listened or that i've been to uh in a movie uh, there is uh, Queen Latifah mm-hmm. has a movie called Last Holiday, and okay. she plays a person who believes she has a terminal illness and spends her entire uh, life savings to go on this last holiday. And she goes to Carla Vivari, and it is a beautiful, just the, these Bavarian buildings, you know, again, nestled in the Alps, and then you add in the, you know, the the, the the spa aspect mm-hmm. and uh it's just it's and by the way it's a hundred kilometers outside of prague is where it wow is. wow so okay. you can go to prague enjoy prague and you can do a day trip to carlo vibari oh um, my gosh this is definitely going on my list <laughs> yeah and and by the way it's it's from it's from carlo vibari which was originally called carlsbad Mm-hmm. Um, that's why Carlsbad, California is named that, which is really where I live. We were just there. Yeah. Um, we so just Carlsbad, there. California had a hot spring. They had it tested and the mineral makeup of this hot spring was the same as the mineral makeup of the one in Europe. And so they named this Carlsbad after that Carlsbad, which then once it became the Czech Republic, they gave it a Czech, uh, you know, version of the name, which mm-hmm. is basically the same name, but just in Czech. Okay. I am definitely, it's going on my list. This sounds so amazing. It, it really does. I can't wait to look it up. 
And then um, I want to watch that movie too with Queen Latifah. So <laughs> yeah, Queen Latifah, and, and a shorter one I would add to it is Bruges. If okay. you've never been to Bruges. No, I haven't been to Bruges. Well, well preserved medieval town. It's in um, Belgium. And okay. There's also a movie to go with that, which is in Bruges. And it's a dark comedy with lots of cursing. So if that's not your if that's okay. not your okay. style, then then don't watch it. But it is a it's a beautifully well-preserved medieval town where the buildings are, you know, on average around a thousand years old. Mm. Um, and they have tons and tons of local uh, craft beer there. So. I am so excited. I asked you this question because you have some amazing answers. I can't wait. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. That is Anytime. great. So in closing, and this was an honor and just such a pleasure talking to you, but in closing, what advice would you give a woman considering a career in the tech industry? Uh, find that advocate. Mm -hmm. Right. Stop. Stop trying to butt heads with the non-advocate, whatever, whatever mm -hmm. word you right. want to attach I agree. there. I agree. Every, every company has that advocate. Um, you know, find those advocates and work with them. It, it can be both, you know, a, a male advocate and a female advocate. L look for, you know, look for women that have done what you want to do. Latch onto them. I do find that in general, women are much more supportive <laughs> of other mm -hmm. women. They're mm -hmm. trying to make the same path. So find both male and female advocates and stop trying, you know, to change the ones who aren't and just right. go with the ones who are being supportive uh, for you. And and if it, if there is that person that is blocking you and it's something you want, that's not what that's not what I'm talking about. I'm just giving mm -hmm. general, you know, if there's mm -hmm. a person who's blocking you from getting mm -hmm. a position or something that you're looking for, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm just talking about in general, focus your time with the people that want to help you and not the people that want to tear you down. Yeah, I agree. Great advice. Great advice. Because sometimes, you know, you lose the fact of the people that want to help you and focus on the negative rather than the positive. So take the positive and run with it as far as you can. That's great. I love that. Well, Curtis, this was such a pleasure. Thank you so much. It's an honor to have you on the show. Please share with our listeners how they can get a hold of you. So you can find me at WC Preston on Twitter or WCurtisPreston at Gmail. Great. Well, thank you again. It was such a pleasure. Thank you. Anytime. Thank you for listening to Tech in the Right Direction. Please take a minute to subscribe or follow so that you never miss an episode. Also, don't forget to like, share, and comment. Thank you. See you next week. From IT skill enhancements to end user adoption training, Directions Training is your resource to help optimize the effectiveness of your technology investments. Over half a million students have taken advantage of our wide selection of technology and business training solutions covering the most popular applications today, such as Microsoft 365, Azure, Windows 10, and more. As a podcast listener, we invite you to take advantage of an exclusive offer. Receive 30 days of free access to our Microsoft official curriculum on-demand courses for IT professionals or end users. Visit us at www.directionstraining.com slash podcast to claim this offer today. Hurry, this offer is only available for a limited time.
Success is a journey. Ask for directions.